The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The following program contains important but graphic material. These topics are designed to foster discussion but may be objectionable to some. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. This program is a training program on human trafficking, sextortion, social media exploitation, and child pornography based on actual cases. Our mission is to eradicate human exploitation and bring predators to justice. Now, here is the host of the program, Opal Singleton. Well, hello and welcome to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. We really welcome you to join us today. We're very grateful to our friends over at Voice America and Variety Channel for carrying this show to 170 countries around the world. Isn't that amazing that that can be done? And we do that because it's done over the Internet. That means that people are sitting in Zimbabwe, and yes, they have written me, and they are sitting in Zimbabwe listening, and the U.K., and Italy, and Germany, and Japan, and China, and we really, really welcome you. We really appreciate you becoming friends and family of me and kids. Now, if you're in the United States and you're listening live, and most people listen to this on the archive because it's a training program that they can take and follow at any given time, and we're just blown away by the thousands of people that are now following us around the world. We'd ask you to be sure and share this show with everyone you know because it is free human trafficking training. People come to me all the time and say, where can I learn more about human trafficking and what is taking place? This is a phenomenon that's getting a lot of attention these days. A lot of movie stars are kind of hitching their wagon to this cause at this point. And uh, even President Trump this week made it a a signature cause, and the Huffington Post is featuring it. I sometimes find that a bit amusing. I've been doing this for eight years. I remember six years ago when I was really beating a path here in the United States, starting to train all the government agencies. Everybody thought, really? Are you serious? This is not really happening. And of course, since then, we've trained tens of thousands of people and written a book and have radio shows. And there is a lot of training out there, and it is absolutely free on there. If you go to Exploited Crimes, that's E-X-P-L-O-I-T-E-D, exploitedcrimes.com, and go to listen, you will see about 36 hours of free human trafficking training. And by the way, you can get an embed code from us. It sounds technical, but it isn't all that hard. And put us on your website so that you can share our show with other people and you can provide free human trafficking training. You will find that I'm one of the worst fundraisers you ever saw, so I'm not going to beat up your audience trying to donate money. Although, 
I will give ourselves a plug at this point. If anybody wants to help fund this show and the work of Million Kids, you do that simply by going to www.millionkids, M-I-L-L-I-O-N, millionkids.org, and you can donate right there. And we do, do very much appreciate it. You can also get our book there, which is Seduce, the Grooming of America's Teenagers. And I'm going to be talking about some of that concept in there today. Well, today I wanted to continue on. And by the way, if you're there, you want to join in the conversation here in the U.S., it's 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. And you can send me an email at opal, O-P-A-L, at meandkids.org. So I wanted to continue the conversation that we had started with Dr. Uh, Tom Howe last week. Uh, he is a forensic psychologist, and he and I have been reading a book by Mary Akins. And I, I highly recommend that book, by the way. I don't know her. I don't know anything about her. I simply am a consumer who bought her book, and I am very, very impressed with her line of thinking and her expertise and her credentials. And it and it kind of melds nicely into my thoughts and my book and, and the work that I do. So I want to kind of, from time to time, share some of her ideas and marry it with some of mine. So I have been kind of looking at this situation from a standpoint of what, what does the impact of the Internet have on sex trafficking, sextortion, and child pornography, and, you know, what role, how, how is this all taking place? We, as many of you have heard me say, we're living at probably one of the most unique times in all of history. If we could look back two or three hundred years from now, or even if we could put ourselves two or three hundred years ago, none of us would have been able to predict our lives as being as complex and as fast moving as they are. Even 10 years ago, I was trying to think to myself, where was I 10 years ago this time? Where was I 20 years ago? In fact, uh, my husband and I met about 44 years ago this week. And uh, if you want to put up a prayer for him, he's not very well right now. And uh, could certainly use your prayers. But 44 years ago, our lives seemed complicated at that point. You know? And it was... You know, 15 years ago or 20 years ago that the cyber world began to emerge. And think about all that's happened just in the last three years. I'd be willing to bet you that five years ago, you would never, it never would have occurred to you to buy your nine-year-old a cell phone or hand an iPad to a four-year-old. Probably never would have thought of it. So we are really, in my opinion, on the timeline of history at one of the most unique times, one of the most historic times in all of history. And we are the participants of it. We are the leaders. If you're an adult listening to this, you are the mom, the dad, the grandparent, the leader that will determine whether or not technology is used for good or used for evil. Many of you have often heard me say, I find this equivalent to the Tower of Babel that God gave us all. And we can either use this to glorify God and make ourselves better, or we can use this to destroy our society and create evil. And technology 
you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, I can't think of the right word, but basically a moot uh, item. It, it isn't good or bad. It is how we choose to use it. And I'm very concerned because I, I get involved with cases of sex trafficking. I get involved with cases of social media exploitation. And uh, I've taken several calls this week. Many of them are very, very heartbreaking. And I, <clears throat> I don't want to go into other people's private things, but I see the impact of this. You see, one of the first things that happens is that the Internet overcomes our normal instincts, which cause all of us to take risks that we normally would never take. And I would, I would look at your own behavior and your own child's behavior you see, I believe that the way to approach the antidote to this, because parents are going, well, I got filters, I'm monitoring, blah, blah, blah. Well, filters and monitoring are good. I'm not against that. I'm, you know, that's great. But we now have entered the world of encrypted messaging and encrypted chat room and disappearing video. I believe it's going to get harder and harder to do any of this kind of monitoring. That's what I believe. And I also believe that we need to back up and think about how do you parent children who become leaders with character and moral fortitude? How do we parent a child in this world of instant gratification? Sounds like we have a frog on the phone with us. <laughs> anyway, how do we do that? And I want to talk about that in terms of this. Because one of the things that happens on the Internet is people perceive themselves as being anonymous. And that's true of our kids. You know, they can go on there. One of the things they like to do is have instant messaging. Now that everybody's going to Facebook Messenger, by the way, and Facebook Messenger has disappearing stuff right on it. They have encrypted messaging. But they perceive themselves to be anonymous, and so therefore, they're able to take risks. One of the things that we know about this is that it kind of denies your normal instincts, and it kind of overtakes your inhibitions. So you're willing to take on uh, activity that you would never do in real life. One of the things that um, Tom and I talked about last week, Dr. Hal, was that a child would never, probably never, hopefully never, meet a person in the mall and in two hours meet them in the bathroom and start taking naked photos. They wouldn't. But somehow it's okay on the internet because they go through this thing about, you know, it's not real. One of the reasons I wrote my book is because kids will tell me all the time. I'll, we talk about Grand Theft Auto. In Grand Theft Auto, you pay real money for virtual sex. It's, since, since I don't know you and we're out there in the great cyber risk, I'll overcome my inhibitions. It's $20 for a hand job, 50 bucks for a blow job, and 70 bucks for the real deal. You pay real money. And they say, well, it's okay because it's just a game. What they're trying to tell me is sex isn't sex. And I'm saying, really, then how come you're paying for it? <laughs> and how come you're not giving it up? 
But they're telling me violence isn't really violence and killing isn't really killing. And one of the phenomena I ran into was a whole large youth group was saying, one-fourth of them was saying, that sin on the Internet's not sin. You see, what they're telling me is that none of this has accountability because it's not real. So, so the Internet, what it does is that it creates the illusion that the cyber environment is safer than real life. That's a quote from Dr. Mary Aiken. So it denies real consequences. And I, I want you as listeners to really bury this deep in your soul, if you will, because this is how kids get violated. They are living in a world where they think it's okay to send a naked photo because, you know, it's just a game and it's not real. However, once they make that real life decision in that fantasy world, they are trapped and their life becomes very real. The same kind of thing happens when the girl for weeks and weeks and weeks thinks she has a new boyfriend. And the minute she sneaks out to meet up with him, all of a sudden, you're no longer in that cyber fantasy. You are starting to pay the price of real life. And so I think that this is an important aspect to look at from the standpoint of grooming. How do we overcome that as parents? Now that we understand how we overcome it as teachers, how do we talk to our young people so that they get it? We are up against a great break. That first segment went really, really fast. We'll be right back. Thank you. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents, educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. You count. Tune into Interrevolutionary Radio and join the spontaneous wave of people all over the planet who, like you, are changing our world from the inside out. Follow the movement. Meet guests who are shaking things up. Call in and gain insights and courage to empower your own voice. Large or small, your part counts. So join us. Co-hosted by Beth Green and James Maynard, Interrevolutionary Radio airs live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com
are listening to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. If you have a question or comment, please send an email to opal at millionkids.org. That's O-P-A-L at millionkids.org. Now, back to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton. Well, hello and welcome back and thank you for staying with us. We um, encourage you to go to Me and Kids on Facebook just go to Facebook, find me and kids, and like us. Hit like right there, and um, I guarantee you, you'll get a great education. That is run by uh, Susie Carpenter, who is my good friend and board member and part of me and kids, and I appreciate her very, very much. So we are talking about the impact of the cyber world on basically how this works with our kids in setting character and also understanding how this works so that we can prevent kids from becoming victims of cyber exploitation or child sex trafficking. And one of the things that I was just saying before the break is that all of this takes place because the kid is living in a fantasy world and in that a world they perceive themselves as being anonymous and it allows them to take risks. So just in case you're not able to follow my line of thinking here of why I want to explore this, We normally will look at this from the standpoint of grooming. In other words, that's what the predator does to a child. They understand that it's anonymous. They understand that they want to take risks and they they, um, maximize that. They... They take advantage of it. And so, but I want to look at it from the standpoint of the child today uh, to help you understand because I've seen some cases of recent where we have young kids who normally would never become victims of sex trafficking in two parent households. And by the way, for those people that I've helped this week, I'm not going to refer to your particular case, but cases in general. And that is a two parent household, kid was good you know, uh, had good grades, was in school, and all of a sudden, suddenly they changed. Well, one of the things that happens in here that I really want you to see is this impact of living in a cyber world. Uh, I think about a case that we had uh, maybe a year and a half ago, I'd say, and it was a tragic, tragic case. It was the case of why we started Million Kids Missing Kids, which you'll see there on our Facebook page if you join us. This girl was absolutely beautiful. She was only 14. She is now 15. She lived. But good parents, parents who cared about her a lot. And they had never had a computer or anything, but they got her a phone because they didn't want her to feel left out. Now, she went on this phone, and in this case, she used Kik, K-I-K. But, you, you know, Kik is kind of starting to lose its its um, popularity at this point. Kids are really using a Snapchat and Instagram and, and now Messenger. But she went on it and she met a guy and she created a fantasy in her mind because this guy was grooming her. Now, in the past, I've talked about the methods he used for grooming, but I really want you to understand this girl and how vulnerable she was. Nothing wrong with this girl. She's a good girl. She she wasn't a straight-A student, but she was good. Um, you know, her family loved her. She loved her family. But over a period of time, she got more and more caught up in this relationship. What she did there was create a fantasy. And one day she went to school. She got in a fight with her parents, which is always a sign that this is going on. When you start seeing your 
11, 12, 13, 14. 14 is a magic age child separating from you. Get into counseling. Don't waste any time. You know, I have people say, well, I don't really have the money. Really? This is your child. Find the money. You know, sell pop bottles, something. You can pick up an extra 50, 70 bucks a week if it'll save your child. Give it priority. And so... What happened in this case is she snuck out and uh, met up with this guy over at the mall. He was a pimp for the Crips over in Compton, California. I'm in Southern California, if you don't know me. And uh, he sold her into the gangs. And for nine weeks, this beautiful young girl was just traded amongst gang guys, just over and over and over, one gang to the other. There was, it was just, it is slavery. It is just brutal. What I want you to understand was that girl had no ability to perceive the route she was about to take because all the time she's flirting back with this guy, she's living in an anonymous world. She's taking risks. She's telling stuff about herself. One of the things that I believe is that in real life, we can evaluate each other. You know, through our own feelings, you know, that person is very real in front of us. And we're a little bit intimidated as to whether or not they're going to accept us or if what we've said is really cool. And then can they say something really cool back? You know, we we can't uh, do that on the Internet. Uh, I often show pictures of you think you're getting this, but you're getting this. You, you know, if you saw that person in real life, you'd go, oh, he makes me feel icky. Um, there's something weird about this guy. You can see facial expression. You can see body language or simply, um, you know, just by their appearance, we're able to judge. But cyberspace negates all of that. It literally leaves us a blank slate. And I often talk about fantasy relationships. What happens is it empowers us to fill in the blanks. By the way, that is very common in the dating world. Happens all the time. You get a little bit of information about that person, and then you make up what you want. Now, that's a little bit narcissistic if you think about it, because you're getting what you want instead of having to calibrate with the reality of who that person is if they're standing in front of you. I mean, let's face it, when we meet another person, there's some things we like about them and some things we don't relate to and maybe some things we don't like about them. But it's part of a package and we learn to, you know, tamper down our own narcissism and accept those things in another person that maybe we don't like, but we have that give and take. When you're dealing with a predator online, you never have any of that. And uh, basically everything is like really, really good because you have an ability to control and that control is where I'm headed. You see, cyberspace, I believe, gives us a false sense of control. It, It causes us to deny that we're in an unsafe situation. It causes us to deny that feedback that, you know, There's just something about this guy that in real life makes me a a little bit uncomfortable because that vacuum gives you a sense to build your own fantasy. And these predators have this down pat. 
can't even say it, down pat. It is literally a playground for pimps and predators of all kinds. And they are becoming extremely sophisticated. We, uh, Susie and I talked about a ring about a while back where literally the kids did not realize they were talking to five different people. They thought they were only talking to one person. It was a one person, five people who were manipulating them. One of the problems with this control is that because you you go into this fantasy world and you get a false sense of control, predators then use that control on you. So follow me on this. It's a little bit complicated, but I really want you to understand it because it is part of the grooming process. What will happen there is that you are talking to this guy with this false sense of control that, you know, at any given time, I can walk away. I don't need this guy, you know. Uh, All the time this is going on, what is happening is that that predator is playing with it, and they'll get the girl, especially not, and oftentimes in this scenario, it's guys, by the way. Uh, You know, when you get into hardcore sex trafficking, i.e. commercial sex like prostitution, then it's five to one girls to guys. But when you get into social media exploitation with naked photos, we don't know statistics, but I can tell you from my experience and the number of calls I get, guys are as vulnerable, maybe more so than girls because guys need to be approved of. And so we're back to control. You have this false sense of control. You think you're in charge. And what they'll do is they'll get you to send a photo. If you're a girl, they'll just get you to flash your blouse, okay, on live streaming uh, or on a video chat room. Just flash your blouse. No big deal. Everybody's doing it. It's just breasts, you know. But the minute you've done that, they have control. They don't, you see, they take that control from the child and they use the psychology then to lay it on her. Oh, you got to give me more than that, baby. You got, No, no, you got to give me more than that or I'm going to share this with everybody you know. You know, I, I, need, I need a bathing suit. I need no bathing suit. I need you with other people. I need, and it goes up and up and up. You see, they, they lure them in believing they have control. And then they use that control to manipulate them, to trap them. And they then use that to blame the child. In almost every one of these cases you read on me and kids, that predator never takes responsibility. Hey, she said it to me. You know, hey, what's the big deal? I, you know, she's, she wanted to send it to me, so I took it. You can't blame me. And they will put that blame on that child. And they will do that to the child. There's also a perception that there's safety and distance. And I I really want to explore this because this whole thing is a fantasy. In other words, you're talking to a guy. You can't see them face to face, so you can't evaluate them. You can't get that sense that he's really icky. And then they'll tell you, no, no, you know, if she's in Florida, he's in Washington or they're in Australia or they're in Ireland. And and that's kind of cool. You know, I have a boyfriend in Australia and he's like really cool and he serves and blah, blah, blah. There's that perception of safety and distance in case after case. And again, that is that fantasy that's out there. And we have a famous case I often talk about right here in my community where she thought he was in Australia. 
and it turned out that the predator was right here in Southern California. There's a sense that most people on the Internet are okay. You know, that's kind of an interesting thing. And, and you know, it's interesting, too, with parents because they, they always want to reserve perception there. You know, I always say if you're going to give your nine-year-old a cell phone, why don't you just take them down to the local bar, drop them off for four hours, and go back and pick them up and say, how'd that work out for you? You don't know who's out there. So you just go on faith. You just go on faith that it's going to be okay. The victim is never able to realize that they're being set up. That is because most predators take time to groom their victims. And so what is happening here is they have a false sense of security. We're already out of time. This is going way too fast. Stay with us. We'll have it up against a break. We'll be right back. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents, educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips is an insider's glimpse at a life from a psychological perspective. It's a look at what matters to us. Why do we laugh? How do we cope with stress? Are men and women really that different? What is it about our relationships? How are they formed? How they work out? And why they sometimes don't? Every week is something new to engage you. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll turn up your perspective on life. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. listening to exploited crimes against humanity if you have a question or comment please send an email to opal at millionkids.org that's o-p-a-l at millionkids.org now back to exploited crimes against humanity here again is opal singleton well hello and welcome back uh, we appreciate you following us and we 
would really appreciate your feedback on this conversation, especially this conversation, because I'm right in the middle of a significant research project on this. And if you have any cases you would like to share with us or any thoughts or any input, uh, I am reviewing a lot of different uh, researchers on it, a lot of different experts, people like Dr. Andy Doan, who wrote a book called Hooked on Games. Uh, And so I, I would really welcome your feedback. Now, one of the things that we have been talking about is the phenomena of the cyber world and how predators are able to manipulate that to exploit kids into doing things they never, never would normally do. And I want to take this further into things like cyber dating, but I want to do a detour here with you and just have a conversation because it's not enough for me to sit here and identify the negativity of this because, number one, technology is good. I live and breathe by technology. I love it. Uh, but I, I also participate when a child gets greatly violated or even blackmailed or sextorted or anything like that. And a couple of things I have, I just want to share these. These are personal thoughts with you. But one of the things that I am thinking is that if this is the most unique generation ever lived because of the cyber world, then do we need the most unique generation of parents? And do we need a hardcore psychological understanding of how to equip parents to live in this world? And I believe that's really a requirement. I may actually do next week's show on that, but here's some thoughts I have on this. Number one, somewhere along the line, we quit thinking in terms of building character with our kids. You see, when you look at the teenage years, one of the things that I learned with um, over the years is that there's something called the life event years. Many of these cases that I get, the child is 13 and 14 years old. I almost get to a point where I cringe before when I'm talking to a parent, how old is she? 14. I can almost tell you before I ask. You see, 13, 14, 15, I worked with a psychologist up in Utah, uh, and he was explaining to me about how those are life event years. You know, what happens to you if you look back and you had a major event in your life that was just life changing? Maybe a parent died, or parents got divorced, or dad lost his job, or Uh, mother became bipolar or whatever the event was, he would uh, ask this classroom of people, did you have a major event in your childhood? And they would say, and he said, were you 13, 14, or 15? And I found that fascinating. And so many of these cases that I'm looking at, this is what's happened. The family's gotten a divorce. Um, You know, the um, somebody's had an affair. And by the way, I really want to tell you that, parents, you know, you think if you're having an affair out there that nobody will know. Trust me, you are not getting away with it. Your family will get the sense of detachment. And so cut it out. Your children are at stake. If you're going to do that, wait until they're adults. But you are impacting other people's lives out there. And it makes a big difference. For whatever reason, there's a phenomena that uh, I have seen that parents, I don't know, maybe it's parenting fatigue. 
But by the time the child gets to be 11, 12, 13, they basically throw up their hands and say, the kid's an adult, I can't handle them anymore. They're on their own. And I've seen that more often than not. And that's devastating because I can tell you that a child who's 11, 12, 13, 14, I don't care how rebellious they are, they want to know they're important. And so take a look at your child's life. If you're moving across country, you know, several of these cases I've analyzed, you know, I I remember this one case, she was 17 and their family moved across country that last year and she simply could not move meld in to her new school so she turned to the internet and she was a sitting duck by the way I want to say I'm not going to get political on you here but I do want to to give a shout out to Melania Trump I know she's first lady I know her husband is the president but that kid needs stability and I I give her credit for saying hold it We've got to give this child some priority regardless. Now, I'm going to not stop my people from taking on the responsibility, but I am going to let this child know that his development is important important to this family. And I think that is admirable. Whether you like the people or not is not the issue. The behavior is admirable. So think about your family Because what will happen here is if your child gets in a life event, they are a setting duck for a predator and especially finding a predator in cyberspace. You see, we talked about that cyberspace impairs our judgment. So how do we teach our kids character? One of the things that I talk to kids about is that we need to talk about what self-esteem is. And I think parents really need to do that. I need, I think they need to sit down and say, you know, tell me some people you admire, you know, and tell me some people you don't admire. Talk about even celebrities. I'm really blown away by our nation at this point. Some of the nastiest celebrities are outspoken telling us how to live. And I'm like, who gave them the right to be God in my child's life? You know, uh, I was kind of really blown away by the election, and and I'm getting political here, but they had, uh, I can't think of his name right now, it wasn't Snoop Dogg, but they had the guy on there uh, at a political rally talking about bitches, talking about effing this, effing that, pimping, and you're like, really, is that character? So I think that it's important to sit down and talk with your child and say, who are your heroes and why? Because, you see, teenage years are getting their identity. Dr. Tom Howell talked about that last week. And I think that that's important because their identity is being formed by people they meet on the Internet. I often say that total strangers are influencing your child's thoughts on morality, spirituality, sexuality, morality. These were things that were the holy grail for a parent. So I believe that you're going to have to do this on steroids. I believe that you're going to need a parenting strategy. I'm just talking off the top of my head here, but the more I study this, the more I realize that what we need is a structured um, equipment, if you will, to equip a parent. You know, to sit down to with your child and have very structured discussion. 
you know, tell me who your heroes are and why. You know, if it's a singer, what do they stand for? What do you like about them? What not? Let's talk about self-esteem. How do you feel about yourself? You know, do you think you do you think you fit in? Let's explore about who you are. See, I think that that's really, really important. I see a billboard sometimes when I go down the 60 freeway here, and I love that billboard. I think it's an art school. But it says, create yourself. Sit down with your kid and help them create their possibilities. You see, I don't think we really have a program to help our kids dream, to create a vision. And if we don't, you get this vacuum that you get in the cyber world where other people fill in the blanks. And they are not the blanks that you and I would fill in. You know, what? It, let's look at some of the cases on there. Do you think... Do you think this kid that sent these naked photos, what do you think about that? Do you think that you would ever be sucked in like that? Can you be a leader to your younger brothers and sisters? How do you think we should overcome that? Maybe you should look at a career in law enforcement or as an attorney or uh, as a scientist for evidence processing. Maybe global policy. How do you think we should take that on? Do you think you're a funny person? Do you think you're a serious person? Do you think you really have a lot of stay with it? Do you think you're impulsive? And I want to talk about impulsive a minute because the Internet, if you have an impulsive child, you have a child highly at risk on the Internet. So maybe just for your own parenting skills, you ought to take a little inventory of your child's characteristics. That doesn't make them bad. It might make them artistic, okay? Impulsiveness has its its value, you know, uh, like that. But maybe if you see your child's impulsive, you begin to help your child create character by channeling that impulsiveness into a healthy way and letting them know impulsivity is a good thing if you're an artist, but it's a dangerous thing if you're on the Internet because you might say, well, it's no big deal to take this chance. All of us have to take a chance here and there. That impulsiveness will escalate on the Internet, I guarantee you. And if you're seeing those traits, Sit down and talk with your child, and not in a negative way. You know, say, you know, what do you think about this? What do you know about yourself? And do it, and remember the four most powerful words you can ever give another human being, including your children. And by the way, they are desperate to hear this. I think parents should do this till they throw up. And that is, I believe in you. You know, now you don't, you don't fake it. You don't make it up but you find the good in a child. The reason for that is that's what a predator is selling them, and that kid is lapping it up. So let's have a strategy at home to take a look at relationships and understanding who you are so that you can have the character to stand against a predator and not be sucked in. It's not enough to say, be careful on that thing, okay? And who are these people that you're talking to? You know, it's important to say, let's figure out what kind of person you want to be, who you are now, what's strong, 
And every time you make a good decision, you become stronger. You see, self-esteem is a gift you give yourself. It's not something we can make up. Now, I believe in you. I want you to believe in yourself. We're up against a break. Stay with us. We're going to be right back. Thanks. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Seduced, The Grooming of America's Teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers, will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. If you have a question or comment, please send an email to opal at millionkids.org. That's O-P-A-L at millionkids.org. Now, back to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton. Well, hello and welcome back to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. You can always send us an email, as they said, at opal at millionkids, or you can go on Facebook and like us and make comments on there, and I see your comments. We are talking about how to parent in a cyber world, and I was just talking about the need for parents to have a strategy and helping kids start to learn their own identity. The role of a teenager is to figure out who they are. And I think that parenting now needs that very blunt, very straightforward dialogue that says, you know, who are you? Who do you want to become? Who do you admire? And like that, because I believe that in order to counteract being lured in on the Internet, a child must develop their own character, their own strong sense of self-identity, of understanding who they are, what they stand for, so that they cannot be duped, that they cannot be lured in. And I believe that's going to take a lot of dialogue. There's nothing wrong with saying no and taking away the phone if you see a child misbehaving. I'm not against that in any way, shape, or form. You own that phone, borrow it back, okay? And have a dialogue with them that says, I don't believe that you're quite ready for this yet, but we're going to get you ready because we're going to start. You see, we don't want to go into shame. We're going to get you ready because we're going to start to talk about what really is happening here. Because I want you to be a person who knows themselves, knows who you are, what you stand for, and that you will be a leader and a leader with character. 
The reason I believe this is so important is because, as we've talked about, this is the first generation with so much opportunity and so much responsibility. And we are not exempt as an adult. And one of the things that I'm I'm telling you that I am seeing is this is accelerating at the speed of light. I may even write another book on this whole subject before it's over because I am in the middle of doing significant research. And by the way, if any of you want to research with me, you're welcome to do that. Or if any of you want to finance my research, you can donate to me and kids at at uh, a million kids.org and uh, we are creating education programs to take all over the world but I want you to think about it I don't know how many of you have been to Las Vegas or your local casino lately but you're an adult if you're in that casino and this is why I think your child needs to understand character and understand control and understand the cyber idea of being groomed whether it's groomed by another individual are groomed by cyberspace itself, which we are, and this is part of the series that we're talking about, is where our, with Tom Howell last week talked about how we're already groomed for addiction. You know, my, my, I get a text in the middle of church, and instead of worshiping God, I reach over for my phone because somebody needs me. How narcissistic is that? You know, and I need that stimulus, that feedback. Well, I'm no different than any of the rest of you, Okay. We all have that, and so does your child. That gives a predator a chance to control it. But uh, one of the things that we talked about with Tom last week, and I got to exploring this, uh, last time I was at uh, a casino somewhere, I don't know where, I don't go to a lot of casinos, but but I every now and then put some money in, and uh, I sometimes win, by the way. See, see how stimulated I am? little money, I'm going to get rich. You know, it's really an interesting thing. that The Powerball is like that, you know. Oh, what the heck. It's okay. It's only five or ten bucks, and I might win 300 million. And we're stimulated by the this might. And I look at the pen. For instance, if you look at slot machines, they no longer have the quarter machine. You know, the quarter machine, you put in three or five. It was a 75 cent or $1.25 machine if you put in three quarters or five quarters, right? No, they're all penny machines now. So it's okay because you're only playing a penny. How many people can do math? Those penny machines are $3 machines and they're animated. They have sounds, they have lights, they have sirens, they have gorillas, they have dragons, you know. And I really want you to think about this this week before we come back together. And because I want you to think of your child in video games. You're no different than they are. In those things, what is happening is you put in $3 and you win $0.60. And here comes the gorilla and he's growling and the lights are flashing. You're a winner, you're a winner. And so you put in another $3, and this time you get $1.20. It never occurs to you that with each one of these, you're losing $2.40 or $1.80. Either way, you are losing, but you have the flashing lights, and it feels good. So what the heck, you put in a little bit more, and pretty soon you've done your lunch check, your paycheck, and your Social Security check, whatever, okay? We do this because we want to believe we won. Video games are exactly the same way. It is no accident that you have all the sounds, all that music, all the score, and like that. It is a grooming process. They want you to have instant gratification and make you think you're a winner 
even if you're not. But here's the danger of that. Those machines are connected to chat rooms, and your child needs the approval of the people in that chat room. While that score is going up, and there is sex there, and there is violence there. Now, we're talking about how to help your child have character. You know, where is the dialogue? I believe, you may never listen to me again after this statement, but I'm going to tell you, folks, if you buy your child a video game that is not age-appropriate, that has a chat room, you better set on that video game, get yourself an avatar, learn to play it, and talk to your child about what just happened. You know, are you, you know, what about the sex in there? You know, many of you heard me a couple of weeks ago. I was appalled at this little character. I was watching it. It's the Troll series on Minecraft. If you go to YouTube, put in Minecraft and go to the Troll series, you'll find one of them there. This little 11-year-old girl got her Minecraft game and had a chat room. Now, where mom and dad are, I don't know. I would, you know, why would you do that to an 11-year-old girl? And her little character is out there, and sure enough, another little character comes up and starts raping her over and over and over. And the entire team is watching, going, honey, get away from him. Oh, my God, she's just sitting there taking it. Oh, my God, honey, get away from him. And the little girl, the little 11-year-old girl is going, I can't, I don't know how. And then he turns her around and sodomizes her little character. And the whole team is going, oh, my God, watch this. And the little girl's like, I can't get away. I can't get away. And they're all laughing. That little girl just had her first sexual experience, okay? With everybody watching and everybody laughing. Now, I don't know how she's going to process it. I don't know if she's going to process it with shame. I don't know. Maybe she thought it was funny. I don't know. We don't have any research, But what kind of character is this girl going to grow up with? Where is the parent who sat with her and say, Honey, you are not old enough for this game, and Mom and Dad made a terrible mistake. And we want to go somewhere and, and have you talk about it for a while, and we'll be with you, and we'll make sure you're okay. We're sorry we exposed you to this kind of thing. And we need to talk about what real love is. We need to set our kids down and talk about exploitive love and empowering love. Because you've often heard me say your child's first sexual experience is probably going to be a cyber sexual experience. And you, the parent, probably provided that. We need some responsibility here, folks. We need to talk about character. And we need to talk about what God love looks like. What dignity looks like, what honor looks like, what helping our child have an identity they can be proud of, that they can have that kind of personality that can stand against a predator and say, you know what, I'm worth more than that. And I have control of my life, and it's not fake control. I don't go on there and talk to strangers, and I never send anything to a stranger. And if I'm being approached by a stranger, I'm going to tell somebody who cares about me because I want to make something good of my life. And I am not going to succumb to that. If we had more parents doing that, it would put me out of business because then I wouldn't have to be taking these calls from these parents going, 
oh my God, I never, it happened right before my eyes and I did not know how to stop it. Well, that's the end of this show, folks. My name is Opal Singleton. I am your host. Please follow me and kids on Facebook. Let us know you're out there. Let us know who you are, where you live, and what you think. And we will promise to bring you back next week. Be sure and look at all the archive shows on ExploitedCrimes.com. We'll see you next week. Thank you for tuning in this week to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Please join your host, Opal Singleton, for another edition next Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll have another important discussion next week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaVariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network. It's staff and management.